Hey guys, it's Ezra. I just want to tell you something that you might not be aware of. You know that tank that you have behind your toilet? Well, in that tank, you have about two gallons of good, potable drinking water that we use to flush our waste. Now, don't you think that in today's day and age, we should probably hold on to that amazing resource and not keep wasting it with every flush? Well, that's why I use Y-Flush. Y-Flush is a spray that will allow me to neutralize my urine so that every time I go in and do number one, I don't have to flush two gallons of good drinking water with every urination. So what I do is I squirt Y-Flush into the bowl, it neutralizes the urine, and I'm saving the water. I think you guys should do that too. So go to yflush.com, get yourself a few bottles, put them around the house in every bathroom that you have, and save the planet. Well, a remarkable thing happened. The world is being watched. Greater than man. Greater than man. Welcome to The Remarkables, where we meet and talk to the remarkable people that live and work in the world of The Remarkables. I'm joined once again by Tita. Hi, Tita. Hi, Ezra. So I find myself in that very delicate uh, situation where I'm constipated again. I thought that all that running you do is supposed to help that. It usually does. Keeps me, as they say, in the adult community, regular. I um I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just having too much fried food. Maybe it's just not or working in the system. Maybe all of this excitement you keep having all over all of these breaking stories that mm. we're getting tidbits from has just got your whole system out of whack. I have skipped a few meals. Yeah, sometimes you get so excited and your body just doesn't know what to do. I recently purchased the squat pot. You know what that thing is? That's where like you a squatty potty. Or that one. Yeah, I know that one. That's the more commercial. This one is my own. I put a couple of shoe boxes on top of each other, you know, like a makeshift version of it. And uh, But it's just, it's not doing the trick because I'm applying a little bit too much pressure and it's starting to tear in some sensitive areas. Wait, like the shoe boxes are tearing or like this other part of you that I would rather not discuss? No, the shoe boxes. They're just starting to like... Cr- compress and yeah, uh, they don't I, hold I don't, the structure. I don't think they're built for this usage. No, no, they're really just to store shoes in the store, and then when you get home, you're supposed to recycle the boxes. But I thought I could. Maybe Did you see this trick lifespan. on the internet? Uh, it was a life hack. I saw a whole thing with binder clips that really got me excited, and then I thought I could do a whole bunch of stuff with the boxes I have in my closet. Um, maybe start some videos. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up for uh, any companies that are out there listening to our show that are closet organizers um, or even have uh, accessories for the restrooms. We would love your sponsorship or if you wanted to just give us some samples to try out, I'd be happy to incorporate them in my domicile. Uh, let's get on with our show. Uh, today, we are bringing up the very delicate issue of high school athletics and where we start to cross the line with exceptional peak performance and maybe something that is going beyond a normal um, human uh, athlete. Uh, certainly, we know the stories in the news, Tita, of 
um, professional athletes coming out as remarkables, but rarely do we find it at the high school level. And I'd like to welcome our uh, guest tonight, um, who came all the way from Arizona. So we would, of course, like to welcome you, Coach Lou Farber, all the way from uh, Oro Valley, Arizona, and also the ex-head coach of the athletics department overall at the Oro Valley High School. Welcome to The Remarkables. Thank you very much. It's uh, good to be here. I'm a big sports fan, although I don't follow it closely. I like to watch the games. Um, And I have always wondered about the youth of today developing with more and more pressure to become multi-million dollar athletes that corporations bank on. It seems like it's less about the skill and the talent of the athlete, more focus on what can we get out of them in terms of endorsements and sponsorships. And even prior to high school, I mean, let's face it, Ezra, look at all those tiny teen tots up on the stage with their moms trying to milk them for every penny. I remember seeing a young boy who was a bodybuilder, age seven. Yeah. um, Well, there's a couple things that happen to student athletes that I found in my experience. And there's a couple of different kinds of pressure. There's the pressure that they put on themselves uh, to perform at a certain level to perform as well as the other team. And there's also pressure that is put on by authority figures or uh, parents. And uh, I mean, these kids come to me and they're, um, I'm not going to say I mold them, but I have to guide them uh, to the best of their abilities. And that's really what I'm here to do. And the end result might be that uh, some of your athletes might be good. Now, the odds Your athletes have been very good, Coach Farber. There is not another high school that holds a record in Arizona quite like uh, Oro Valley High. Right, but... Uh, you must be something... You, you must have been very proud of that record. Of course, and I'm sure the other schools around the country, places in Ohio, uh, you know, Montana, these schools that are just powerhouses, you mm-hmm. know... Uh, certain school districts allow um, the uh, athletic programs to pick and choose from the local population. And so they can have, it's like having a team of number one draft picks. How long have you been a professional coach? 17 years. 17 years. And is this a, is this a, a profession that you went into with focus or is this something that you fell into? Were you at one time a professional athlete? Oh, no. I was never good enough to be a professional athlete. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they do say that some athletic coaches are um, ex-players and they only coach because that's how they want to play and they want to see right. people play. And then there are those coaches that know the game and know how the game should be played and will cultivate those young athletes to play and win the game. Right. And the second thing you said, I think, is what I do. I mean, first of all, I look at myself as an educator. Mm-hmm. I'm um, oftentimes I have to be a firewall between that pressure I talked about earlier, maybe from their parents. I'm here to help these young men um, get to be the best they can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always looking at the scholar athlete. You know, I want them to uh, succeed in school, uh, and then the, I want them to succeed on the field, and then hopefully they will succeed in life. Small tangent: Is it truly? a focus of yours to make sure that they succeed in their uh, scholastic studies? Is that, is that, or do you just want to make sure they pass? Just 
pass. That's all we ask. Right. You know, just pass your grades. Right. And it feels like it's a hair away from failing. And as long as they pass, then you can invest the rest of their time on the field. There are standards that are set up so that uh, there are minimum standards for a student athlete to perform on the field. Absolutely. Our school district has it. I'm sure many school districts around the country have that. I want my students to thrive in the classroom. Mm-hmm. I want them to have the best, to be the best, smartest, brightest students they can be. Um, and do some of them uh, pat, get by on the minimum standards? Absolutely. I want to talk a little bit about Kevin McDaniels and Kurt Smolson. These two individuals you're talking about, yes, they are. They were head and shoulders above everybody else. Were they brought to you? I thought they were um, recruited and and brought into your system, or did you actually scout them out? Um, I did not scout them out. They were brought to me uh, in this uh, particular situation. That's not unusual. Uh, I just want to be very clear about that. That's not unusual in this school district. And I know I've said it before, but in other school district school districts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, I'm trying to uh, get these guys to reach their full potential. Uh-huh. To the Bonzo Sports Talk Arena. This third hour is brought to you by BetYourAssOff.com. I'm Chris Garbanzo, your host. And let me tell you, I have been sitting on a hot sports take for what feels like an eternity. We're talking Oro Valley High School, Oro Valley, Arizona. We all know and we've all celebrated the Dorado's alleged dominance of high school football for the past four years. We've noted the insane passing of Kevin McDaniels and the phenomenal rushing records of Kurt Smolson. Meanwhile, Coach Lou Farber has buried his rather capacious head in the golden sands of the valley and allowed this fiasco to unfold. And it has been unfair, it has been a scandal, and I, for one, can't take it anymore. What was this four-year run, this phenomenal four-year run for the Oro Valley High School in Oro Valley, Arizona? We're talking the Dorados of Oro Valley District Township 103. We all know now that McDaniels and Smolson are and have always been Remarkables. Now, personally, I'm not here to judge Remarkables. They should be allowed to live their lives just the way they like. But is it too much to ask that they stay out of my life and yours? They have no place in sports on any level because sports is supposedly a place where real men and yes, and women go to compete fairly and to the best of their God-given abilities. But for Coach Farber to blatantly ignore and obfuscate the truth while other kids who were just trying their damnedest to run with these guys is absolutely indefensible. People got hurt people got embarrassed. And for what? So Coach Farber could line his pockets with endorsement deals? Was he angling for a top job at a top NC2A school? Or was he going for the whole banana with an NFL head coaching job? Well, he cheated, folks. It's just that simple. The Remarkables don't belong in the game. And Coach Farber should know that. He should know better than that. You can do better, Coach Farber and Oro Valley High. 
You should be ashamed of yourself. Your athletic director should be ashamed of himself and the whole place should owe us an apology for what went down in these last four years. The program should simply be stopped, discontinued, Tell me what it was like during the good times. Well, um, it's like when you're firing on all cylinders, you know, and uh, whatever you do is uh, the right thing. Uh, every decision you do is correct. Uh, every uh, action you take is right. Um, yeah, you're in the zone. You're cruising. And in the fall of 2010, we have uh, Mr. McDaniels and Mr. Smolson show up as freshmen. Mm-hmm. And... It just, it may have been the perfect storm because they come in right at the moment when you're feeling about as confident and as high on your horse as you've ever felt in your career. Okay. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's fair to say, yeah. So then when you decided to have them play as freshmen, which was, you know, by your standards, unheard of, no one would play until their sophomore year, right? Uh, you were already starting to do things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And when you started to notice all of the yardage that these gentlemen were able to provide and uh, the numbers up on the scoreboard, and of course your overwhelming wins, you must have attributed that to your own skills. I would like to think I had a lot to do with it, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Myself and my staff. Uh-huh. And... Um, uh, we had a good, we had a great group of kids. The whole team was firing hot, and these two exceptional players are not even human. Mm-hmm. Because you had two remarkables on your team. Okay, I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. Look, uh, I don't know how if you've been around coaching, but uh, you're going to have people who are better, who are just more better athletes. But they're than not other better. They were remarkable. They weren't better. They were of a different class altogether, and they were thrown into a team that was the best in your state. Right. And but now, however, Ezra, I just don't think I that it's, I don't think it's fair for the rest of them. The entire team suffered. Isn't Coach Farber? Aren't you telling us that at the time you didn't know that these kids were remarkables? Is that or is that not the case? Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. That's what I wanted to say. Look. You've got to look at that time period as if it's frozen in time. Was that a great uh, era in uh, our school sports? Absolutely. Should I have um, taken a second look at these at these two athletes and what they were doing? In hindsight, yes, maybe I should have. But you've got to understand um, that that snapshot in time. That is, uh, it's like the last thing you're thinking about. You're you got your mind on other things. So I think you knew about it. I think you knew that uh, yeah. you had exceptional I players mean, that could have possibly been remarkables. And I wouldn't blame you for thinking you had two remarkable players and wanted to be quiet about it. I think the San Francisco Giants knew that Barry Bonds was juicing and they all decided to be quiet about it. I think all of baseball knew it. And they said, this is, this is good for ratings. This is good for the sport. Let's just let this ride out and then let him, let him be the fall guy when it's time. And I think you knew it too. I think you knew you had two remarkables on your team. I think that you decided to turn a cheek. And I think this is happening throughout athletics across the board. I question how you could not know. 
I mean, juicing is one thing. You have to physically see the person take the illicit drugs and or make them pee in a cup. But let's face it. You know, I, I Coach wish, Farber, could yes. you please explain to me? And I do understand mm-hmm. that getting caught up in the moment is something that many people fall on when times are tough and they're asked to retrace their steps. However, we're talking about 2010. How do you have... 80% pass completion rate from high school students. You know, I wish I had a crystal ball. You know, I wish I had a crystal ball so I could just look at it and see, like, who are the, you know, what's the right thing to do? I don't. People okay. said that you did, though. People oh, they people did? coined you as the coach. Well, thank you. Yes. That's your doing. You did that. Yeah. I said it. I said it. I maybe regret it now, but uh, yeah, absolutely. I said it. When we were looking at the research and obviously the gossip, because I mean, let's face it, one of the items that I read suggested that you were considering a very lucrative contract in New Mexico. And yet, where is that now? It seems to me that everything went away pretty quickly once your two star players signed with Nike and outed themselves as Remarkables. Yeah, New Mexico State had you penned as head coach. Um, yeah, that's true. And we call it Nike here in America, Tita. We go by Nike. Potato, potato. No, 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 no. <laughs> Nike, everyone goes, huh? All right, it's Nike and it's potato, and everybody knows what the other person means when they say it. You say potato and someone goes, oh. Oh. And you say Nike. You go like this. Here's a tissue. Gesundheit. Nobody says Nike. Um, free healthcare for all. I'm sorry. Continue, Coach <sighs> Barber. Damn it. Uh, yeah, that was. Um, uh, that's true. I was offered, uh, well, tentatively offered the head head coaching job, but um, uh, you know, it didn't work out because of um, the situation, and uh, that's how I like to refer to it. Well, when Nike comes for. McDaniels and Smolson, and uh, they decided to, we just, well, I'll just say they blew up. They were everywhere on every billboard. Um, Mm -hmm. These guys are, these guys were not only the face of football, but they were also working their, their way into the rap scene. He's also such a babe. Well, I mean, come on. Okay. An eight pack. Right. An eight pack that he developed from your training facility mm-hmm. that used to hold your name above it. Right. Yeah. And now it doesn't. Um, yes, I'm no longer uh, employed uh, at Oro Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the titles that you held, all of your state championship mm-hmm. titles, they were all removed. Yeah. How did that feel? Um, it felt great. I'm just kidding. No, it was awful. Of You're, course it was awful. What what does that mean? It seems like an odd time to be making jest. I know everybody deals with stress differently, but He's we're talking a sports about guy, an entire though. team. And that's how we do it. We sort of raz one another, right? We sort of demeaned mm-hmm. athletes. That's how sports guys do it, right? They're like, oh well, no, I think your that mom. We should take the future. I did your the mom. The demolished future of the rest of the team a little more seriously. Yeah, he he is allowed to laugh and jest and be sarcastic if he wants to. Tita, everyone deals with difficult situations in their own way. You can't handle racism. You start laughing whenever I bring it up. Talking about 
Muslims, you start to get uncomfortable and laugh. So you, you well, know, and to be fair, I think you're being defensive about it because you are or were a professional athlete at one time. So let the coach be as sarcastic as he wants. And I'm going to joke that I had sex with his mom and I'll buy him a beer. How are we talking about my professional past in sport? As because you take it too personally. To you take, it's too earnest for you. I'm You're sorry. Just being too are earnest. you now making fun of me for being a female? Not at all. Why would I do that? I've, I've no, there's no reason to make fun of you because you're a female. I just think you should lay off the coach if he wants to let off a little steam with some humor. I, yeah. I appreciated it. Thank you. Are you two done snapping towels at each other? Yeah. Okay. All right, we, uh, we're back to good terms again, Tita and I. Uh, just needed a little breather there, and I apologize. And we did a, uh, we did a hug and make up, okay? All right, let's uh, get back with Coach Farber. Um, I apologize that you had to witness that sometimes. That'll happen. Mm -hmm. uh, you weren't here earlier, but I'm uh, dealing with a tremendous bout of constipation. I think I'm completely packed with poo right now. So McDaniels and uh, Smolson are plucked out of your high school, and uh, shortly thereafter, they come out as being remarkables. They mm -hmm. hold the press conference. We saw them on the Today Show, and uh, they tell Matt Lauer that they are remarkables, which they seem to be pretty proud of and relieved to let that go, because I think they were under a lot of pressure to keep that hidden. And then you were... Uh, attack. There was a swarm of cameras all around you and your facility and the campus. Uh, can you tell us what that was like for you? Um, I, I remember the day that um, that press conference happened and uh, uh, it was just like everything just drained out of me and uh, I had to go from go to my next class and uh, people uh, one of my uh, fellow uh, teachers told me about what happened and I was just devastated and um, just having to walk from uh, from to my next class it was just like it was uh, it was almost like a death march and I felt so bad I just felt uh, like a, this, the object of ridicule and the thing is is in a strange way I guess I deserved it so you're talking about uh, an overwhelming feeling of shame is that what it was? Yeah. You it had was, you were tasting shame. Yeah. Wearing shame. Absolutely. You were surrounded in shame. Yeah. Your own shame. Uh what the shame you brought to your community, the shame that you brought to the state of Arizona. Mhm. Mm you burdened all of that shame. Yeah, but you know, also in my defense, uh I didn't know about any of this until those guys you know said what they said. I didn't know about any of it. None okay? of it. None of it. No. All right. Well, I want to bring your attention to an article that was written in the Arizona Daily Star about a young player. He was a senior, Kevin Wallace. Uh, he was a senior when we had McDaniels and Smolson in their sophomore year. 
and uh, he was a junior wide receiver, and he was brought to the hospital after one of your practices because he had severe third degree burns on his hands right. after a routine practice. That was when uh, McDaniel's was quarterbacking, just a friendly scrimmage. Right, I, you didn't have any clue that something unusual or strange was happening then. I'm not. Uh, a football coach. Right. I don't know the injuries that you get to face weekly. How does one player uh, walk off the field on just a routine practice with third degree burns on his hands and goes to the emergency room? Is, is that something that's common? No, it's, wa- it's certainly not common. I remember the day you were talking, you're talking about it. What's was, a common in- injury? What would be a common injury? Oh, I twisted my ankle. Okay. Another one? Um, you know, uh, my knee swelling. What, give me one more. My uh, uh, hip pointer. Give me one more. Uh, turf toe. Turf toe. Turf toe. Turf toe sounds like an appetizer. Uh, give me something that like I would be concerned about my children, like an injury. Oh, concussion. Okay. What if my mom's watching practice? What could happen to her? You mean if she was on surely the field? someone? Surely someone's gotten hurt from just watching the game. What about an injury like that? Mm. Uh, I would say heart attack. So death. Oh, what about that person that got hit by the t-shirt cannon? It's not safe for anyone. Thank you. What about if like you're yelling really, really loud in a huddle and you get laryngitis? Or someone hurts their ears. Someone could like smack another player like, you know, in a complimentary way, a real hard crack on their ass and probably damage or bruise their coccyx. Oh, yeah. Uh I wouldn't want anyone to step on my foot with those cleats. I'm sure I could get a Ooh. terrible puncture Ooh, or what about like astroturf burn like when oh, you, like yeah. road rage like yeah road rash? i mean my i used to get carpet burn sometimes when i would have rough sex with a girlfriend but those are terrible those really those really burn and i'm sure that astroturf is similar um yeah it's uh you get uh you know turf burns you do um, and those mouthpieces are not comfortable i'm sure there's a lot of gum irritation inflammation yeah but let's uh, be honest it's it really is a dangerous sport it really is i really think you're kind of painting it out to be a lot worse than it really is okay so how does someone get a th- their hands burned from catching a football i can explain this very easily we're in oro valley it was a chilly night. We have warmers on the sidelines uh, for the athletes. And he got, uh, he burned his hands uh, on the warmers. Okay. That's what happened. Coach Barber, you just told us that third degree burns to the hand didn't alarm you. I don't remember saying it didn't alarm me. I remember being, what, uh, if it would have happened out of the blue, I would have been alarmed. But when I was told he burned his hands on the heaters on the side, on the sidelines, I get it. Okay. Oh, you were told that. Yes, I'm not a trainer. I'm the coach. Do you think the government should step in to make sure that we do not have any remarkable step foot in any athletic department? Should there be some legislator, legislative <gasps> action done on this to make sure Ezra. that we no longer have your life ruined for future coaches? Just, just as your life was ruined, should we make sure that other coaches don't have their careers and lives ruined? Embarrassed, walking around with shame. Ezra, do you remember when Tipper Gore was like telling everyone we shouldn't listen to rap? Yes. Maybe we need like a new one of them, but like for Remarkables in Sport. Who do you think? So we would have a parental advisory label 
attached to their helmet. That's ridiculous. We just, we, we shouldn't have warnings. We well, just, just should saying. not allow them. Don't you, don't you agree, Coach Farber? Yeah. Um, so you, we should not have remarkables no. allowed to participate in athletics I don't it's have an a unfair advantage with, I, it's unsafe for the rest of the community just like uh just like kevin wallace and his third degree burns on which no matter how you talk side. around it we know that it was the strength and speed of mcdaniel's pass mm-hmm. we know that okay so you can say it was you could say that he burned his hands on the uh, on, on the heaters that you have at the benches, but why why was he screaming then after receiving that pass and not screaming on the benches? Well, McDaniel's throws pretty hard, but um, because he was a remarkable, he was a remarkable playing. Yes, he on is, a high school level. He, yeah, he is a remarkable, and he was a remarkable when he was, and playing. he was damaging the young boys in your department. He was breaking them. Let's just. Pardon the pun, but take the heat off of Coach Barber for a second. Well, I just want to. With wanna... regards to legislation in sport, we've looked into that in my country for my former sport, figure skating. And I don't know if you have any experience that's similar, but back during like the 98 Olympic season, there was this Chinese team in pairs figure skating, and their throws were so high that during one practice, her hair got caught on the rafters. And our organization looked into checking the veracity of their talents. However, to this day, our questions about their remarkable talents remain unsubstantiated. Tita, when it comes to China and your athletes that you speak of, I don't really know much about China, let alone figure skating, let alone Chinese figure skaters. I mean, here's what I know about China. Pandas. Okay, I know about a big old wall, monkeys hanging out in hot tubs in the snow, and monks that are like chilling out and doing some kick-ass kung fu. They can like spread eagle real big and chop trees down with their hands and fight with sticks. Kick-ass facial hair that doesn't grow every place. Other than that, I mean, seriously, Tita, what do you know about China? I know that the Forbidden City in Beijing contains over 9,000 rooms. I know that Hong Kong has more skyscrapers than any other city in the world. What about that basketball player, Yao Ming? He's only one of the greatest professional basketball players of all NBA history. I don't know. I know a thing or two about China and how great it is. Oh, and those dancing uh, those dancing dragon tigers. That's what I get hey, with China. Hey, this is the year of the monkey, P.S. That's kind of cool. I know. I'm going to be running in a race that's actually in Los Angeles in Chinatown that uh, it looks just like the China I described, by the way. And it's the year of the monkey. I'm going to run in a monkey mask. Tita, have you ever been to China? Oh, yeah, totally. I went there for some skating event, but mostly I just went to get my nails done. For real? Because you sound like you're sarcastic like Coach Farber was when he had to let off some humor. Oh, no, for sure. They'll use glues that like are illegal in North America because they like you can't inhale them or something. You really have been to China. That's yeah. Inc- oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Uh, you know, uh-huh. in, in, um, in the United States, we have cities that have a Chinatown inside of them. Do you think in China they have like America Town or USA Town with like burgers? Yeah, except instead of a town, it's just like a shop that sells donuts. 
Right, right. That's what I was thinking. Like burgers. That's crazy. That's, yeah, that's crazy. Coach Farber. Oh, wait. What were we asking the coach now? I forget. Do you think you deserve the treatment that the, the community um, dished out to you so heavy-handedly? I mean, I remember, I know that it was just supposed to be local coverage, but when Principal Protopapadakis brought you up next to the pulpit and basically humiliated you, which then became national news, do you think that you deserved that particular treatment? That was, I think, as publicly harsh as we've ever seen. The proper pronunciation of his name is Popadokis, and it was a school board meeting uh, and it was a lectern. Okay. And uh, uh, did I deserve it? Uh, the ridicule and the shame? I, I don't think I did, but um, hey, I accept it uh, and I'll move on. What happened to your heart when you became a YouTube sensation when Shmo Yoho took that press conference and made it into a song that my children are singing? I know what you're referring to. I've um, it was embarrassing. It's a. It was almost as good as the bedroom intruder song that they did. Okay. Or um, gingers have souls. Right. I've never seen those videos, and I've never seen the video about me because um, I've moved on. Have you seen Chocolate Rain? Of course. Yeah. That one's a good one too. That's uh, Chocolate Rain. Yeah, I love it. Do you ever go online? Do you? Look at YouTube at all? Yes, uh, absolutely. I, um, uh, You're I, all over it. Yeah, I guess. Um, I, I will go on YouTube. I will watch, um, you know, I like the Eagles. Um, there's like some uh, like bootleg concert footage. Uh, I'll watch that. Are you sad about the news regarding Glenn Fry? Yeah, I was shocked. I really didn't. Um, I didn't know he was sick. All right. Name me one song Glenn Fry would sing from the Eagles. I know I can't. Already gone. What the idea? The question? No, the name of the song is already gone. Got it. Um, but uh, YouTube, I like uh, you know uh, Johnny Carson. They show some old clips from that. Yeah. Uh, Do it yourself stuff like oh you know how to fix my uh, washing machine. You know they have this wonderful. I saw this really quick video about like um, life hacks with binder clips. Have you seen that? Um, actually, I think I have, yeah. It's amazing. I think that, that young man was Chinese. Could okay. be Japanese. I don't know. I'm not racist. <gasps> not touching that. What about Gangnam Style? I mean, that's not Chinese, it's Korean, but still, you know. Now, that came, out, that came out in the aftermath of your storm. Can right. I, I just need to know. Right. Did Gangnam Style pick up your spirits at all? Because I loved it. I... Uh, yeah, I, I I saw it on YouTube. Um, he had you know, you know, hundreds of thousands of hits. Hey, uh, sexy lady. Whoop. Yeah, Whoop. I don't remember the words. That's exactly. the, that's all it was. Right. And then it was Korean. Okay, uh, but yeah, it was. I actually have a suggestion, Coach Farber. When I'm sad, I like to do this thing called mad dancing. Mm-hmm. It's where you dance, but you do like a really silly dance. So then, while you're doing it, you start laughing. Mm-hmm. I like to do it where I'm really angry, and that makes me laugh. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
as long as you're mad and you're dancing. No, no, I like to. Well, it's not. I'm not mad when I'm dancing, but when I'm dancing, since I'm uncomfortable with movement in that rhythmic way, I dance like I'm really mad. I'm, and then I start to enjoy. Oh, that totally works. Yeah. Okay, so that could be a solution for Coach Barber's shame. Mm -hmm. Or we could just send him the link to Gangnam Style, and he could like learn the moves. Seriously, I'm sure that picked up your spirits at least two or three times. Absolutely, it's such a great song, isn't it? I'm I'm upset that uh, where did he go? You know, like there's no more videos of him. Well, it's just disappeared. Coach Farber, we could say the same about you and your career. We are upset about that as well. Where did you go and what has happened to your career? Um, so I've been um, on the weekends. My wife and I would like to uh, we have a big house uh, and uh, she likes to go antiquing and I've really gotten into it. And um, I found this really fascinating thing. Um You'll go to a flea market or a garage sale and you'll find an object uh, and the person is selling it for like, you know, 50 cents, you know, like a West Bend uh, or an Oster toys, toaster, excuse me. Yeah, try um, and say that. O- Oster toaster. Oster toaster, right. Oster toaster. Um, it's tricky. You know, and they'll sell it for a quarter, 50 cents. Mm-hmm. But I know that I can get, you know, like seven or eight dollars for it. Mm. Um, so I, um, I found this website where you, uh, take pictures and you post it on there and, uh, you, you know, you, you can put a price on it and like, oh, you can just buy it now or you can bid on it. And, uh, um, it's, uh, it's really great. It's, it's just like a hobby that like makes You're talking money. about eBay? Yeah. That's is that it. What it is? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. eBay. eBay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Right. I thought, Okay. Yeah. Well, yes. Okay. Great. Um, but that's more than just toasters. You know, it's uh, you know, pictures, you know, paintings. No, uh, I get it. Kitschy stuff. Anyway, um, one last question for you, Coach Farber. How do you feel about the ice bucket challenge? Did you do it with your class? Uh, we did not do it, and the reason why is, um, uh, you know, in Oro Valley, especially uh, in when we're doing summer football, because that's really when that was really popular in the yeah, summertime. That's right. Um, it's, uh, it's a, too much of a shock to the system. So I didn't want, uh, the, the boys doing that, okay. the athletes doing that. So, uh, that was, uh, that was forbidden. Some people were saying the ice bucket challenge came from Oro Valley high school from all of the celebrations, all the victories, uh, that, that there was so much celebrating and right. You know, dumping of your ice coolers on your players. They were like. Let's raise money and do that. Mm-hmm. Then we found out it wasn't. It was for uh, leukemia. A- ALS. Or Same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're wrong on that. I did not. Uh, it, but, you know, take the credit. Coach Farber has left the room, and it feels like he's still here. It is heavy. He is he is as depressed a man as I've ever seen. It must be so difficult for him. He was so high. He was number one, and now he's nowhere man. Do you know what I was wondering, Ezra? What's that? Do you think that potentially McDaniels and Smolson used shedding on the coach to mask their remarkable abilities 
I mean, maybe he really is innocent in all of this and he had no idea. They I were remarkable. I think he is innocent. I really do. But I also think if I were to put myself into his situation, I think I would have done the same thing. I mean, things were going really well. And if no one else is going to go ahead and blow a whistle, I'm not going to blow a whistle either. It's just sometimes easier that way. And I know, I know that I would think I could get away with it. But we're proven time and time again in the case of the Remarkables, you never get away with it. Once they're out and they're exposed, your whole life changes. And for Coach Farber, it was uh, demolished. And that's a real shame. Um, I do look forward to following up with him. And I'm going to see if, you know what, I may just log on and see if he's got anything on eBay. I may just purchase a couple things. I, I could definitely use a new toaster. And that brings me back to maybe I should get some of that bread with flaxseed in it. That might help me, you know, get some uh, multigrain or some fibers in there because I am packed with poo. I don't know, Ezra. I'm pretty black or white. At the end of the day, too many things were happening that were just too fantastic. And even though he got to reap the reward as much as everyone else, as an educator, he totally should have been more protective of the rest of the team. I mean kind of reminds me of like Chris Crocker and leave Britney alone you know like he didn't have to do something but he should have done something even if you mean Britney like Spears crying on YouTube Britney Spears yeah Chris Crocker duh yep anyway uh, keep sending in your contest submissions we uh, have unfortunately run out of time for today but here's the good news no don't lose faith in this contest it's big we just put in an order for t-shirts, so we will include a t-shirt, a uh, Remarkables t-shirt, um, for you with the big grand prize, as well as coming to visit us and watch us talk it out when we do one of our next recordings here. Isn't that right, Tita? The countdown continues. Sure uh, keep in your submissions. Again, Cape is going to get you nowhere. Here's one to get your brains thinking, and I bet you can solve it now. Shoes with no laces. Okay, that's all you're getting from me. Thank you so much. Uh, keep being remarkable. And when you find someone near you that's remarkable, do like Coach Farber and don't say a thing. 